listening to The Coach's Corner with Mario Ramos. What is up? Welcome into The Coach's Corner, the place to get the inside information from the coaches themselves. I'm your host and head coach of the Venture Academy girls basketball team, Mario Ramos. You can follow me on Twitter, at Corner Ramos. Check out the podcast on Anchor.fm, Spotify, Apple Podcast, or anywhere else you get your podcast. Today, I'm pleased to be joined by Mountain House High School football coach, Jabari Carr. Coach, thanks for joining the podcast. No, thank you. Thank you for having me. I definitely appreciate Coach's Corner. Um, nice. Reaching out, and I'm just excited to go ahead and give you guys a little bit of insight about the Mountain House program as well as myself. Thanks for having me. Yeah, for sure, man. Definitely. Yeah, we can get into all that. Like you mentioned a little bit about uh, yourself, your playing career, what got you into coaching, and then like you mentioned, your new gig coach in the varsity squad there at Mountain House. You ready? Yeah, let's do it. Cool. All right. So, uh, like I said, you had a stellar high school career at Oak Grove High School in San Jose, which led you over to San Jose State, where you ended up fourth on the all-time reception list for the Spartans. What was it like being able to transition so close to home from high school to college there in San Jose? It was amazing. Um, what a lot of people don't know is that actually, uh, you know, after enjoying my time at Oak Grove, playing at a perennial powerhouse public school, yeah. um, I was a non-qualifier athlete. Uh, so... With that said, um, you know, I kind of didn't want to go the junior college route because it was so close to home. So I caught myself uh, looking into prep schools. And I, I actually, after high school, I went to Harvard Military Academy in Santa Virginia. Yes, um, being being there showed me like, hey, I want to be close to home. I thought I wanted to go away yeah. out of state. Yeah. But, but being at, at a military prep school out of, out of state kind of brought me close to home. And then I ended up going, you know, yeah. I think it's about, you know, five miles away from home. So, you know, wow. being at Southern State was amazing. Uh, I enjoyed my time there. and uh, just been able to build that community and things like that. So it was definitely good for me. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, you were able to extend your playing career past college. You had some professional opportunities both in the NFL with the Cleveland Browns and in the Canadian Football League with the Montreal Alouettes. Can you describe those experiences and what was like kind of moving up the, the football ladder there? Yeah, no, absolutely. I would love to do that. I would say um, I don't want the, the, the high school and college career to go over my head because those two things um, obviously put me in a position um, where I was able to go out and participate in working mini camp with the Cleveland Browns as well as the Montreal West. So I, I would say that I kind of like that hard work, determination, and kind of like having set goals um, and going through you know some great programs put me in that position. When I went to Cleveland, man, honestly, you know, people talk about sometimes it's, it's who you know and things like that, and uh, that was true, you know, because after having, you know, a pretty stellar high school career, and I would say, you know, a, a stellar college career for the most part, my first couple of years there, yeah, no, um, sure. before injuries and things like that. Um, the offensive coordinator at the Cleveland Browns at the time was John DeFilippo, and he was my officer coordinator my freshman year at San Jose State. And, um, I, you know, being a free agent, you know, and, and, and not a drafted guy, uh, you know, you can choose, you know, different clubs, you know, once you to come out and things like that and work out and stuff. So I was able sure. to choose where I was going to, where I was going to go. So, I mean, it was a no brainer for me going to Cleveland, just knowing somebody on the staff, somebody that I trusted, things like that. And that experience, man, was an experience of a lifetime. Right, you know, I didn't sign the big money contract, things like that. But being there uh, and wanting to obtain a goal my entire life and getting there was amazing. And I'm just blessed that you know I was able to be around good people and come through, you know, love shows with some great people 
um, at my collegiate level. And then also, you know, that kind of followed me to the professional level. Uh, so Cleveland was an awesome experience. Uh, much respect to the Browns organization for giving me an opportunity. And, um, you know, after that, I kept, you know, trying to play and things like that. Uh, and then, you know, I think the following year was when I went to Montreal, which is another experience in itself. But definitely being able to see football, um, the American side and the Canadian side, the differences and nuances, uh, yeah. you know, some yeah. of the caliber players and things like that. I think it gave me um, a grip on the game of football alone. And it, 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 I gained more respect for the game because it was played differently other places. So that was that was one of the biggest things I took away from that. Mario Ramos, pleased to be joined by Mountain House football coach Dabari Carr on the Coach's Corner with Mario Ramos podcast. You can follow me on Twitter at Corner Ramos. You can follow Mountain House Football at MHHSFB. So, Coach, you mentioned, uh, you know, going through, uh, you know, the Cleveland Browns, the Montreal Alouettes, your time there in college and in high school. And you kind of played, you know, some different roles within there. You know, you mentioned, uh, you know, in high school, you're probably maybe more of the focal point of the offense. And, you know, also in, in college as well, like you mentioned, you put up some really good numbers. Um, but, you know, playing those different roles and seeing kind of how, um, you know, you fit in with, within the schemes and within the teams and whatnot, how did that help you, you know, now in your position as a head coach? Um, that's a great question, honestly. That's a really, really great question because I feel like my coaching style is a reflection of my playing career and also uh, when I say playing career, I'm, I'm talking in a sense of coaches that I've been around as well. Um, so yeah, for sure. I think once, right, in, in, in high school, I was the real focal point of I was facing. Right, I was like this young kid, you know, 15, 16 years old on the varsity team. I was a sophomore, and I was, you know, I was a skinny guy. You know, like I didn't have the best route, uh, but I had good hands and I could move well. You know, I was I was a basketball player, so you know I could rebound, I could track the ball. So I was just, I was a young safety man. I was a young safety, and you know, I think I was a I was I was a I was an All American as a sophomore in high school at state position because I just had all these interceptions and things. So my huge vocal, my, my huge role on the team was defensively, and I always wanted to play offense. So, um, at Oak Grove, you know, we have a, we had a, a, we have actually like traditionally we have really good running backs and stuff like that. Like those guys are going to score honestly. You're the main back, you're going to score twenty plus touchdowns a piece. So, my main point was playing the defensive back position, and that's also I'm the head coach in my house, but I also coach the defensive back. Uh, which I didn't play that position in college, right? So you would think, like, you say, why isn't he coaching receiver? Well, the reason I'm not coaching receiver is because yeah, yeah. we have Josh Harper, who had, who, I mean, who had an awesome career at St. Mary's, at Stockton, had an awesome career um, at Fresno State, um, with, the, with the Oakland Raiders as well, um, and Josh also got the coach. So I think that one of the biggest things um, with playing those different roles, it gives you flexibility. Mm-hmm to kind of move around. And at the high school level, it's not like college in a sense where you're going to have, you know, 12-plus coaches, you know, even though even though some of some of them aren't on, you know, a full coaches payroll, things like that. You have what they call um, graduate assistants. So, I mean, yeah. there's a lot more support, obviously, in the college ranks. So you have to be versatile, especially at the high school level. So, you know, you have to be able to coach receivers and the defensive backs, right, which work hand in hand. And then, you know, you have to be able to coach special teams and the running backs. So that's what I've just found is that, you know, with the with the limited amount of coaching that we can have out there, you know, definitely need to be versatile. And I think that me 
um, being a guy who's played multiple positions at different levels, it gives me that flexibility to coach more than one position. Nice, man. You're like a football sponge. Being able to soak everything up, that's awesome. Yeah, man, and, and I'm still learning. I'm still learning. I mean, I talk to guys all the time um, yeah. that are coaching at the high school, college level, and just making those connections. Yeah, for sure, man. I like to hear that. Like you said, we're, we're always learning. That, uh, if we were satisfied and we think we got it all figured out, somebody's going to uh, figure out a, a way to beat that. So that, that's cool that we're always uh, trying to, to get that edge. And speaking of, of such, I know you've been scheming, uh, making sure you're prepared to coach and teach your systems when we get started. So, we, you know, when we do get started here, I know we've gotten the ball rolling a little bit, but when we get out there and get to actually teach, how are we going to know that, you know, Jabari Carr coaches the Mountain House Mustangs? You know, what, what's it going to look like on offense and defense? Um, I would just say, I think the big thing you're going to really notice about our program is just um, our will to win. Right? And when I say our will to win, it sounds so cliche. But I think that especially now in the age of social media, the age of, you know, uh, you know, kids getting offers and wanting to post them all on social media. I think you lose track sometimes. Yeah. Uh, you know, the task at hand, the game itself. So I think that's a huge reflection of the will to win. Beyond just, hey, I'm, right. I'm in it for myself. I'm in it to get an offer. I'm in it to, to, to post a bunch of pictures of me looking cool, right? Um, yeah. So I think there's a huge surge of, there's a huge surge of, student athletes, coaches, you know, wanting to obviously be a good team, but there's that surge of, like, the social media presence, things like that. And even myself, you know, I'm like, okay, now I got to post something on social media, things like that. But I don't want my team, <laughs> um, I don't want our program to lose sight of the task at hand. Like, anything you, you do, you want to be the best at it. So I think the huge reflection was no matter what we're running on offense or defense, I think you'll see guys that and truly enjoy being around each other, guys that enjoy truly being a part of the program. Um, and then the style of football, whether it's offense or defensively, everyone's going to have a snap either win, work for each other. Uh, everybody's going to be in it. And I think that that's the main thing year, year one, especially that we want to be able to do. So I think just the energy that you see, the aura about our team, um, guys uplifting each other, guys getting through those hard times. So we understand it's not going to be easy, you know, especially with year one. But I want everybody on our team to really have a makeup of, of having grit and being able to persevere through good, better, and different. One thing I always say to my team, I say this to a lot of people, is it's never as good as it seems. It's never as bad as it seems. Reality falls somewhere yeah. in between. And I think if we remember that, We'll go out there with the amount of energy and the tempo to just be able to honestly get through games at the highest rate possible. And when the losses are going to happen from there. Yeah, man, I dig it. Uh, like I, I use that too with my team. You know, you can't get too high, you can't get too low. You got to, you know, stay focused on the task at hand. Um, like you mentioned, you know, a lot of people want to get that highlight that you post out there on, on social media and whatnot. But as long as you're staying focused and, and worried about winning that next play, uh, you know, things are going to take care of itself. Like you mentioned, the wins and losses, and people will find that, those highlights um, throughout that. You don't have to go out there and, and search those out. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But I experienced it firsthand. You know, when I, when I was in college, my time I was in state, you know, we had some really good years. Um, and when we started to really be a team that, you know, nobody's worried about, like, oh, yeah, well, I got to have these guys to get to the draft. I got to, 
you know, post something on social media or something like that. When, when guys really were just like, hey, like, let's go out there and play for each other. Let's go out there and play to win. All that other stuff is extra. Let somebody else capture that moment and then maybe I'll repost it or something like that. Yeah. Um, when you keep yeah, yeah. first things first, I think that that gives you the opportunity to have a chance. And once we got the chance, I'm not trying to say, wins and losses happen. And it turned out that we had more wins than losses, which was exciting. And I think we finished up there um, under the McIntyre era as, you know, the 21st mm-hmm. team of the country. You know, which was which was amazing uh, coming from San Jose, being being a, uh, a a homegrown kid, and then th- that was an amazing experience. And that's what I want for our kids here at Mount. I want us to have an experience. I want every single one of them to have an experience that they wouldn't get anywhere else, right? And we can talk public, private championships, things like that, right? I just want them to have an experience that they'll remember and that they couldn't get anywhere else. And that's what I want to build that program. Giving them, giving them that experience. Because at the end of the day, um, I've heard it. I know you've heard it. Is that most of these kids yeah. that play sports in general, the high school level is going to be the last time that they play that. So, heck, I want to give you the best opportunity possible. Something you can talk about for years. Something that you can build off of and go into your adult life with. That's awesome, man. I, I, you know, a lot of times we were a part of those type of teams, right? Those, like you mentioned, those amazing experiences that you had at San Jose and State, and we just kind of want to do whatever we can to replicate that. Whether we're a, a coach, we had a different role that we played, you know, the previous time. We just want to make sure that, you know, like you said, give back to the our student athletes and make sure they have those experiences because it was just so special to us, and we know how much it, it means to us, right? And we want to make sure that they have those as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. You hit it right on the head. Mario Ramos, pleased to be joined by Mountain House football coach Jabari Carr on the Coach's Corner with Mario Ramos podcast. You can follow me on Twitter at Corner Ramos. You can follow Mountain House football at MHHSFB. So, uh, Coach, 2021, so much, you know, is unknown right now about the preparation for the season like we talked about, you know, the season itself. Um, we're obviously hoping we get back to doing what we enjoy but, you know, you had the JV team last year, and I'm sure you had an eye on the varsity squad as well. So you have a pretty good idea of what's coming up for the Mustangs. So give me a, you know, a season preview. I know you mentioned, you know, you want to, uh, you know, be gritty and have that will to win. But, you know, what, what's, you know, give me a, a little preview of the 2021 Mustangs, if you would. Yeah, no, absolutely. So I think one of the biggest things is uh, being where we're located, we get a lot of guys, right? We get a lot of talent, right? We're kind of in that in between the Bay Area and between the Valley. Right. Yeah, uh, yeah. So we get like a lot of talent. Right. We keep it all down. And I think the biggest thing is what's happening in that talent. So we just have this thing called Recruit the Hall. So we're literally, we're looking for students who just are interested mm-hmm. and things like that. Because we know, like, in Mountain House, a lot of kids aren't used to playing track football. A lot of them play flag football, you know, which they have the basis of the game. Okay. So um, okay. what we're really trying to do is build up our rosters and get as many kids who want to be a part of our program as possible. So the first thing we did was open our doors to anybody and everybody, um, you know, who's a student of Mountain House. And then mm-hmm. I think with that, like you said, coaching the JV team, I've gotten a real preview of the future, and it looks bright, right? You know, we took a team last year, um, you know, to a 5-5 five and five record, right? Um, first time was the, was the JV team was um, 500. Um, but a lot of those kids just haven't been together, to be honest. So, what I see from our program at this point, 
you know, we have a lot of young, skilled guys. Uh, you know, we have some fast, quick with guys. I think um, our strength, you know, definitely comes from, you know, offensively from the quarterback, uh, receiver, running back side of things. Um, you know, at the JD level, we got to see who we have coming in uh, at, at our own line position. But um, that varsity team, man, a lot of those guys were on the 10 and 2 Mustang team, um, not last year, but the year before that. So they've seen winning culture in Mountain House's young history, which is encouraging, super, super encouraging. All of our seniors were sophomores that year, so they saw guys win their first playoff games in school history. Um, so we have a lot of kids who were a part of that, actually, because that team was sophomore heavy with a few sophomores that are now seniors. Um, and then the and then our young guys, the great thing about them is they've been playing Little League together for our junior Mustang program for years. Um, you know, obviously we're in a town with one high school, and I believe now we're up to nine or ten K-8 schools. So these kids know each other. So I definitely see just that camaraderie that they have literally is going to supersede the talent, right? Um, you know, them knowing each other, trusting each other are the other two biggest thing, other other two biggest things. But I'd be a fool if I didn't tell you that uh, you know, there's a lot of talent where we're at because we do get a lot of uh back full from the Bay Area. And then you got kids from the valley, you know, who want to just move yeah. Who, whose parents want to move somewhere new, um, and not have to build a uh, huge, huge, huge developmental plan in the works. You know, they're building yeah. houses left and right. Uh, so we're getting a lot of kids. Our numbers are getting bigger. And, I mean, the more kids come, honestly, obviously, the more talent. Because, you know, you get 100 kids, okay. Yeah. You, you talk about a small percentage. Let's say 10 of those kids play football. All right? So every, every year in, year out, you're getting more and more kids and there's a, a lot of talent there. Um, definitely gonna gonna work with an offense that can run the ball and pass the ball. You know, we want to be a 50 50 team. I know everybody says that, but at Mountain House, I feel like it's really, really attainable. Um, we have some veteran leadership that's amazing at some key positions. Uh, with the, at our JV level, uh, we have um, a JV head coach who's been a varsity head coach for over, you know, 10 plus years, which is amazing. I've been able to get him on staff. So uh, as a unit, we have some good things in place um, from our student athletes as well as our coaching staff. Mario Ramos, pleased to be joined by Mountain House football coach Jabari Carr on the Coach's Corner with Mario Ramos podcast. And follow me on Twitter at Corner Ramos. Follow Mountain House football at MHHSFB. And so, Coach, uh, before we get you out of here, a couple things I wanted to touch on. You know, you mentioned you wanted to be a 50-50 uh-huh. team. You know, I say that every time I play Madden, I end up throwing the ball around the yard the whole time, and I hardly ever hand it off. Yeah. So I, I get it, right? We all want to do that, but sometimes that doesn't happen. Uh, but uh, you know, another thing you kind of talked about there was, uh, you know, a lot of these kids you said are, are coming up playing flag football. And I, I was really interested in mm-hmm. that because I got a, a young kid, um, you know, who's really interested in football as well. And I haven't, you know, made the leap to having him play Pop Warner. We've been playing a lot of flag football and stuff like that. Um, you're a guy who's, um, you know, worked a lot with DBs, like you said, uh, a receiver. Um, so how do you kind of see, you know, flag football and that, that prevalence of flag football, kind of the uptick in kids pr- um, participating in flag football? How do you see that kind of playing out? Is it easier to kind of um, – transition the the passing game because these kids are maybe used to some of those concepts you know 
I just wanted to get kind of your thoughts yeah. on, on flag football and the state yeah. of football. Yeah, no, absolutely. That's a great question, man. And I, I definitely see we're at the right center segment. Well, we should never t- have never taken a hit. Okay, yeah, that's fine. Yeah. But a lot of those kids, you know, when they first took a hit, they had never taken a hit before that time. So I definitely agree with you, right? Mm-hmm. I think like the NFL's past concept, um, it's huge and it kind of prepares them more so for the passing game than anything, right? And everybody um, yeah. wants to be able to pass the ball. Right, uh, especially on two down. Uh, I feel like, you know, especially when they're going to have a two back back, so they're going to want to run the ball a lot, things like that. But for some of these kids, they've been able to learn the pass game, right? Which for me, I feel like takes yeah. a little longer to learn, just with like running the different variations of routes, making quarterback reads, things of that nature, right? I feel like it's a little easier to just say, hey, you know, you stand three yards down the quarterback, I'm going to hang in the ball to the right and just run. No one even might think you. Right, so I think that uh, I see the flag football program in Mount House being so big as a huge benefit to our entire community. Right, because you think about it, right? A lot of these kids want to start off, kind of learn the basics of football. So you put them in a tactical environment since they're six, and you do every single kid out there. Uh, they're going to be burnt out by the time they get to high school. So. Um, you know, our big goal is to have a, is to really be transparent and have a great partnership with our flag football programs, with our seven with our seven on seven programs around the area, so that when I when, when they get to us, we understand exactly how much they know, and then we can coach them a certain way. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. with that said, I think that you kind of make it a seamless process when they get to you, right? So for us, like our young guys are really, really, really going to work on tackling when they first get to us. Not tackling a person, but tackling bags, things of that nature, because we have to show, we have to teach their bodies uh, to do something that they haven't done. Um, it's funny because last year we had some of our JD guys, I'm just like, you know, why are you running like that? You know, why, why did you not have to do a tackle? It looks like he's pulling somebody's flag. And somebody's like, hey, you know, Mountain House has a huge <laughs> um, flag football presence, right? And I'm like, no, but now I do it. And once they start telling me the numbers, <laughs> uh, it was like, wow, okay, I see why they're doing that technique. So our, our big goal is to partner with our flag football program and, like I said, the other youth programs in the area and, you know, host the different camps and stuff like that. Because even if those kids are playing flag football, you know, once everything is has passed and, and COVID kind of gone, we can host different youth camps. And even if these kids are flag football kids, now we're teaching how to tackle a bag at least once every couple of months or something like that. So now they're learning those proper techniques. Um, I was a kid who came from playing flag football first. You know, I didn't play soccer football until I was in seventh grade. Some people say that's after a long time, but I felt like I had enough fundamentals to make that transition at the right time. So it's really to each his own when they want to transition their their, their kid. But um, one thing that we do a good job at, is making sure that, you know, we're certified and things of that nature when it comes to, like, proper techniques and then putting kids in the right situations. You know, it's up to the coaches to have the knowledge of how to transition kids. Um, and I, I had a conversation with Bob Latticer, um, you know, long-time head coach at De La Salle. And one thing we talked about is that development of kids. Um, how to develop kids from when they're younger in your program to when they're, you know, a senior in your program. Uh, one thing that he really talked about was the off season, the off season, the off season, the off season. 
we teach them proper techniques in the off season that will do them correct during the season, right? So once they get to the following year, you know, we've had an entire year of doing things right. So that's what I mean in the sense of if we could get these kids the earlier and the better and partner with who's around, it's kind of like now we all work on the same accord. That's awesome, man. Like you said, you got to make sure we're doing it the right way, especially with the kids, uh, not just, you know, teaching the concepts, but teaching the techniques to make sure we're keeping them, you know, as healthy and safe as possible. And it sounds like Mountain House is, uh, you know, heading in the right direction. They got themselves a good one. Uh, Jabari Carr, again, the Mountain House football head coach. Thanks a lot for joining the podcast, man. Of course, man. I appreciate it. I'll be able to hop on here anytime, man. Um, wish you best of luck. And I got to definitely uh, check out one of one of your, your, your girl gang, uh, watching hoops. And, uh, you know, we definitely would love yeah, you, sure. love you uh, to, to get out to a game once uh, everything opens back up. Oh, for sure, man. I'll be out there on the sidelines. You'll see me out there. So, <laughs> uh, Absolutely, man. You let me know what you need, brother. Sure. Uh, I appreciate you. No, definitely. You have a good one, okay? I want to thank you guys for listening to the Coach's Corner with Mario Ramos. You can follow me on Twitter at Corner Ramos. Be sure to catch more of the Coach's Corner podcast with Mario Ramos on Anchor.fm, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you get your podcast. Special thanks to Jabari Carr. We'll see you guys next time. Peace. Peace.